Okay. Here we are again late at night. I should be in bed, but I'm feeling really full of energy. I um I spent a bit of time today listening to some of the connected discourses. There's so much beautiful stuff in there. Um I've just finished the first first book of the Connected Discourses, first out of five. Um, and this is a pretty lengthy introduction. It's just incredible to the following one. Um, Nidana Vaga. I always... Whenever I listen to a new Pali word that I've never heard before, I always assume that um, that I'm going to remember it, and then I don't. I completely mess it up. And um, I was trying to memorize the um, the twelve um, points in the chain of um, dependent origination, and I got like the first three, and I just couldn't remember the rest, and just yeah, give myself a hard time about that. But I remember avijja, ignorance, sankara, formations, vijnana, consciousness. And I think the next one is name and form, namo rupa. So that's not really why I kind of... Um, wanted to form, force myself to record uh, an entry tonight. It's because I just kind of had this strong um, desire to share this image of um, an exchange that basically appeared in my imagination. And, and it has to do with calling, I think, with longing. And it has to do, for example, with someone, you know, this imaginary interlocutor who is curious, for example, about why is it that anyone would want to pursue a spiritual life? Why would anyone want to be a spiritual seeker? And the response, I, as, as it, as it, you know, comes to me in my imagination would be something like this. I would say to that person, well, think for a moment, what is the most important thing to you in this life? And, you know, they can, if you're comfortable saying what it is, then you can do that. If not, you can leave it as a rhetorical uh, question, just receive it in a rhetorical way, and that's fine. So what is the most important thing in the entire world? Maybe you don't know what is the most important thing in the entire world. Maybe you do. I think that I would dare say that everyone does know what that is for them. Um, but maybe some people don't, and that's, that's fine. I respect that. It's wonderful. What is the most important thing in the entire world? What is the most important thing in your entire life? Now, 
Think about what that is. Maybe it's more than one thing. Maybe it's, you know, the relationship between a number of one or two different things, not just one thing. Whatever it is, really bring it to mind. Some kind of activity, a skill, a behavior, a person, a a story, an identity, whatever it is. What is the most important thing? Now, what kind of relationship do you want to have with that thing? Do you want to engage with that uh, once a week, once a month, once a year, a few times a year, a few times a month, a few times a week? Every single day, once in the morning, once in the morning, once in the evening, several times a day. How often do you want your your mind to go there? To stay close to this thing that is the most important thing in your entire life, the most important thing in this world as you receive the world. completely forgotten where I was going with this. Okay, I had to stop for a second because I completely lost my train of thought. You know, it's a, I'm, I'm like building it as I'm doing this whole thing. <clears throat> it's great. I don't have to like um, I'm not going to edit the audio. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> so this is the most important thing in this whole world, whatever it is, whatever is your answer to that question, whatever your answer to that question may be. But it, it is more important than everything else that you see in this world. It's the most important thing in your entire life. What do you want to do about that? Do you want to do nothing? Do you want to do something? Either way, I really think this is worth considering. How often do I want to touch what is most important to me? The answer is all the time, as that's I can that feels very clear to me. All the time, I want to stay in touch with what is most important to me in this world, in my life. What am I willing to sacrifice in order to to be there, to do that, to see myself fulfill this in each moment, every day of my life? And the answer is, before I think about it, before I think about it, the answer is everything, absolutely everything. There's nothing I wouldn't be willing to sacrifice. If I think about it, it's like, well, I'm not willing to sacrifice everything. You know, I want to be able to keep some things to yeah, distract myself every once in a while, you know, <clears throat> keep myself 
uh, uh, you know, feeling human, right? I, I don't want to get too crazy, get too inspired, go too far, you know. Get too deep into it, you know. I want to feel human, right? I want to feel human emotions or whatever. Stay over here still. I don't want to jump. Jump off the deep end. But when I don't think about it, when I don't worry too much about, you know, sweating the small stuff, the answer is everything. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to commit absolutely everything. Because this is the most important thing in my entire life. That is how I respond to what I consider to be what is most important in my entire life. That's a very obvious answer for me. Now it is possible that not everyone is, feels this way maybe about anything or about what they consider to be most important. But obviously there are those of us who do. Obviously there are those of us who are willing to commit every last fiber of their energy, of their effort, of their mind, of their time, of their heart. Every last ounce of juice To throw it into the flame of inspiration, to the flame of devotion. Now, for me, the way that um, that is most obviously expressed in this world is in my relationship with the the dharma the teachings of awakening <clears throat> it's not going to be that for everyone but i suspect that um that same kind of uh, i guess assumption that i make about buddha dharma which is essentially that it is a way of living, a way of engaging with life that is um, in touch with the truth of um, awareness in the sense of, um, yes, I am alive, we are living, and this is, life is happening, but we're not asleep about it. You know, we're, we're, we're aware of life happening. We, you know, life is, is uh, turning around and becoming aware of life <clears throat> is how I receive it. Now, for many people, that's that's not going to be the case. It's going to be it might be expressed. It might be expressed um, in some other way in someone else's life. For me, it happens to be this, and I'm fine about that. That feels pretty clear to me. I'm deeply in love with the teachings of the dispensation of the Buddha Gotama. What do I want to do about it? What do you want to do about what you consider to be the most important thing? Now, I will further venture to say that it is necessary, simply by process of elimination, that there is going to be that one thing for every human living. Every person living, by default, is going to have one thing, conscious or unconscious, 
that they consider to be the most important thing that this world could possibly have to offer. There is one thing in the life of every living person that is going to fill that category by necessity, just by process of elimination. And what are we doing about that? How are we answering that? I don't even know what to call it. How are we answering that longing, that calling, that... What do we do about that? What can we do about that? How much of, of our lives are we willing to change about that? Maybe we don't need to change anything. Maybe we need to change everything. But what are we doing about what is most important to us? What am I doing about what is most important to me? I'm looking at this frog, it's this little piggy bank frog, just looking at me with this funny face. It's got like hand on its hips and gazing over, like with a frown, gazing over at me. Never, I don't know, just, <laughs> I, I'm looking at this frog and I'm asking it basically, what are you doing with your life, with what is most important to you? Now, whether you're conscious of unconscious of it, frog, stapler, it's a stapler next to it. You're doing something, you're continuing to live. How does your life touch what you consider to be most important? This is a question that, you know, really... Um, <clears throat> I was really connecting with today. I was listening to Bikubodi's introduction to this book, the Nidana. Oh, ever since the whole Mahanama thing, I worry about messing up these Pali words, these Pali names. I think it's Nidana Vaga, Nidana, causation, maybe. In Bhikkhu Bodhi's introduction to the Nidana Vaga, he speaks about um, Arahants, perfected ones, who are not released, not liberated through direct knowledge. So they don't have the three direct knowledges, which are, number one, um, oh my God, what is it? Oh, knowledge of past lives. And then number two is the passing, arising and passing away of other beings with all their faculties and characteristics. And the third is, this is suffering, this is the cause, and so forth. The Four Noble Truths. There are some arahants that are liberated through... Um, uh, the three direct knowledges, but there are some arahants who are released by wisdom. They are not released by these psychic powers. They are released by wisdom. And just something about that, just 
I don't know, it just did something to me, I swear to God. That was incredible. He, you know, the context for this whole thing is he's sharing the story. He's talking about, you know, within this Vaga, there's a sutra about uh, someone who's uh, kind of a con man who ordains as a bhikkhu, I think, probably does this, and um, is attempting to steal some aspects of the teaching of the Buddha and then leave the Sangha and utilize these teachings for his own gain in his own like religious sect. <laughs> and then the Buddha questions him about what he knows and has this exchange with the teacher. And then something within him shifts in a profound way. He hears the wisdom directly from the teacher's lips and something within him shifts and he becomes one liberated by wisdom. No psychic powers, no knowledge. Um, I'm assuming no knowledge of uh, former births, no um, knowledge of the arising and passing away of beings. but liberated by wisdom. I don't know, just something there just really it hit me and it just, oh my God, I just felt this rush of energy. It's just incredible, incredible stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. I don't know, this is, Every once in a while, I guess we make the mistake of, I make the mistake. Every once in a while, I make the mistake of just thinking I know what I'm getting myself into. The more I look into the teachings of the Buddha, the more I keep practicing. And then something just kind of hits you in some way that just, I can't even like make sense of. But I'm like, my God, what is this power? What is this electricity that just, you know, I just just got hit with 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 like a some kind of electric shock here what's going on incredible stuff incredible incredible frog don't frown at me like that i wonder how much money's in there <laughs> it's pretty heavy it's not that heavy Maybe I should fill it up so it can they can feel motivated to crack it open so it doesn't have to be frowning at me anymore. <laughs> That's how selfishness inspires generosity. I'm like, you know what? I don't want this frog bank to look at me anymore. So uh, I need to I need to, you know someone to break it open. So how do they break it open? Well, I need to fill it up with coins so they don't see a need to have it around anymore. So I think that maybe that's neutral karma because I'm, I'm being selfish, but I'm also like being generous in order to fulfill my selfish desire not to be frowned at by um, little frog statues. I don't know. It's really worth um, pondering very deeply. Obviously, it's a very deeply, deeply important topic here. 
So, oh, I, I can just see Roshi's face in all of this. I can can hear his voice. I feel like I'm just repeating things he said to me, or I can hear him. I can see him in, in my mind. I've heard him say this a thousand times, I think. Incredible. <sighs> you know, I oh, I find myself often considering someone listening to these words many years in the future. That would be a huge gift if a single word of mine could benefit someone in the far-flung future, in the far-flung past. What does that world look like? And what are you going to do about it? How are you going to respond to what is most important to you. Please think about this. Please, like really, really consider this. Investigate. And do something. I'm gonna go to bed. I've, I need to. Shouldn't be staying up so late. I mess myself up when we go back to the schedule. I thank you to everyone who holds the Dharma, everyone who holds the lineage of teachers, everyone who represents this long and beautiful line of teachers that stretches back to the time of the Buddha and, of course, beyond to many Buddhas, the innumerable Buddhas that have arisen. In the universes, I don't know what to call it, the universe, the dimensions, the pure lands, in the ten directions. It would be a great thing to meet a Buddha. God damn. God damn, that would be awesome. <sighs> Maybe the next Buddha could hear this sometime. Matea, Maitreya. Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, I have to assume that Maitreya out there in the future with his, her, I of the Buddha can look back in the past and see me sitting here. <sighs> Interesting thought. <laughs> Never. Interesting to think about. Or, or Gotama, the Buddha Gotama. Which one's closer to me in terms of years, in terms of generations? Which one's closer to me? Are we going to see the dispensation of the Buddha Gotama die out before Maitreya even makes it um, onto the scene, makes an appearance? That's an interesting question. I don't know if the Buddhist community in this planet would be able to properly receive the Buddha Maitreya. I think it might be very destabilizing. Maybe not. I don't know how to answer that. Uh, 
the Buddha Gotama, with his Buddha eye, looking into the future, can see me sitting here. Could he communicate with me? Can he just see me? Am I upholding his teaching? How am I serving? How am I turning the wheel? The Buddha Maitreya is looking at me into the, um, from the future into the past. I'm surrounded by the future disciples of the Buddha Maitreya, the insects around me. Hopefully they'll live long enough to acquire enough merit to eventually arrive in a stream of karma that will allow them to meet with the Buddha Maitreya. God damn, what an honor. I want to be there. I don't know, maybe I have been. Maybe we've crossed paths already. I just want to be there. I want to uphold this. I want to turn this wheel. And may, may everything in this world hold me accountable to that. I want to be a treasure of this world. That is the most beautiful thing I can do with this entire life. That is the most important work that I could possibly engage in. <laughs> it includes this frog frowning at me with this cute little expression. It's like, it's so sassy. <laughs> I think that's enough for me for tonight. So good night. And thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for this life. Thank you for this life. Thank you. <laughs>